You're listening to SBS News. Hi everyone, Ricardo Gonsalves with SBS on the money for this Thursday, the 11th of March 2021. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, Sydney property prices hit record levels. So where to now? But first to the Australian share market, which finished flat today, the 200 at 6,713. It did fall 1% early in the session, though. BHP led the losses down by 1.7%. Technology stocks continued to decline, but travel-related companies did well. Flight centre the best on the 200, up 9%, and that follows the government's $1.2 billion airline assistance package, essentially offering 800,000 half-priced fares to regional areas. So for more on that and the day's market moves, I spoke earlier with Invest Smart's Evan Lucas. Evan, the market is soft today. Why? Probably a whole range of reasons to look at it, Ricardo. We're not getting huge leads out of the US, and that's an interesting thing to sort of point to in terms of where we sit. We've also got, at the moment, that materials trade that's also now a little bit under pressure. There's a whole range of reasons. The other thing to look at is that if you look at growth stocks, growth stocks have been the reason we've done incredibly well over the last sort of nine months, and they too are, are sort of easing off. So there's a whole range of reasons. I think you can also point down to the fact that there is genuine questions starting to be asked about what is going to create that next level to go for the market to go further? And, and why I say that is that all the stimulus packages we know about, all of the interest rate cuts we now know about, the drive that we've been getting out of the recovery is probably all priced in. So taking that all together, you're just not getting that initial recovery kick that we got back in April, sorry, in, in October through December, even the way through to January. We're now asking the question, where are we in six to 12 months? And it's probably going to be obviously nowhere near as exciting as it has been over the last six months. What about the government's travel or aviation package once JobKeeper ends? Is that flowing through to share prices and where to now for those travel-related stocks? To a point. I mean, let, let's take Qantas as your example. It's clearly aimed at aviation. And we know from Qantas's numbers two and a half weeks ago that without JobKeeper, their workforce would have been completely slashed in half and they, they do need that support. In saying that, it is... Not exactly the biggest flow through you could see. Yes, half-price flights are exciting. Yes, mystery tours can be exciting for the consumer. Uptake will be interesting. Will it keep employment at Qantas or a Virgin or a Jetstar? Probably not. You've you still already been told that their international division is going to get basically slashed in half from the 31st. Is it going to get numbers back on planes that are actually going to be at 60% of COVID? Probably not. I'd also probably point to the tourism operators out of this is that, again, it's probably not actually aimed at the correct part of tourism. Tourism itself needs to be aimed at towns, aimed at those that are actually, you know, very much feeling this, which is, you know, mid to northwest Queensland. If you look at also bottom parts of Victoria and you, and then you also look over into Western Australia, Market River area, these are high tourism places. And they're the ones that actually probably have and need more targeted job keeper, whatever that might be, post the 31st of March, rather than maybe what this, this package was designed to do. All right. On the markets, the tech sector continues to be hit today. Why? So the tech sector is actually the really good example of why low interest rates create booms. So what I mean by that is that at the moment, we've had this scenario where low interest rates have been cut to basically zero on a cash rate. Normally, sort of ignoring what's happened over the last couple of weeks, the bond market has also helped them. So you can borrow money very, very cheaply, chase growth, chase really fast growth, which is tech. 
um, and, and get into it. Now, they've had an incredible rally. It's not just here in Australia and getting out of, you know, the WAC stocks and looking at them. Look into the US. The NASDAQ has actually corrected off what's happened in the last couple of weeks because we have possibilities of rising interest rates. So all that money that's been borrowed to go into high growth and high turnover growth, tech stocks particularly, is starting to come out because the cost of actually doing that is no longer advantageous. And very quickly, how do you invest in this environment? So at the moment, the investment in this market is, is still value. And what I mean by that is that value stocks, stocks that have probably got left behind in the whole growth surge that we saw at the back end of COVID, has actually now had its fifth month in a row of outperformance. It's actually up 31% over growth since they started taking off in about October. And the more and more vaccines that we get in this country, the more and more borders stay open domestically, those value stocks for me are the ones that are really quite exciting. And that's where I, I see myself is that the more and more we reopen, those particularly domestic facing value stocks, they're the ones that are gonna outperform. Evan Luke is there from InvestSmart from uh, the share market. Let's go now to property. And Australia's biggest capital city property market has hit a milestone. CoreLogic says after falling more than 15% between 2017 and 19, and then seeing a 3% fall following the onset of COVID, Sydney home values have surpassed their recent highs to enter record territory. The surprise is just how steep that recovery has been, up 5.7% since October. So for more, Anna Napoli spoke with Eliza Owen from CoreLogic. Eliza, property prices continue to rise. Why? At the moment, it looks to be a function of just record low mortgage rates uh, combined with a swift economic recovery that we're seeing across New South Wales and Australia more broadly, as well as supply being relatively low. The amount of listings on the market across Sydney right now are about 16% below where we would usually see them at this time of year. Are prices rising too hard too fast? It is a very strong momentum of growth that we're seeing at the moment, which is going to make it harder for buyers trying to get into the market to keep up as prices are rising faster than savings. Having said that, I think it's unlikely that this kind of momentum can be extended for a very long time. We're going to see affordability constraints and eventually greater levels of supply, hopefully slowing those growth rates a bit. Do you think we need to see some macroprudential regulation? Yeah, so macroprudential regulation is usually triggered by a deterioration in lending standards, not necessarily higher house prices directly. The latest data from APRA for the September quarter shows that there hasn't been a significant blowout in lending conditions, but we will be looking out for a, a new data release that shows how lending changes at this time of rapidly high prices. Potentially, there may be some intervention around the amount of debt that is being lent as rising house prices essentially does lead to uh, higher debt levels. Okay, and what, what is the outlook for Sydney property prices going forward? I think it's unlikely that Sydney property prices are gonna be falling anytime soon. We'll probably see an increase in prices throughout 2021 but I think the rate of growth would probably slow down. We're already seeing that new listings over the past month was up to about 7,600 properties added to the market for sale, which is 25% higher on the previous month. So once vendors start to realise that they can cash in on this opportunity, we get more properties coming to market. Hopefully that does work to slow down the growth rate, um, but ultimately still expecting price rises for the rest of the year.
What about the other capital cities? Across the other capital cities, we've seen that this is a pretty broad-based upswing. So every capital city region and regional market of Australia has seen increases in values over the past few months. I'd say that the outlook is um, it, quite similar for a lot of capital cities, particularly because they will have less affordability constraints. And we've also got other factors like a rebound in the mining sector, supporting areas of Queensland, WA and the Northern Territory. Eliza Owen there from Core Logic. That is SBS on the money for this Thursday. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo.